Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. My name is Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me. So today, we're talking about what's going on in Capitol Hill. Well, sort of. The old Miss contingent is on Capitol Hill today, talking, doing their thing, having their meetings, all that stuff. And so if, if this is not the thing for you, if you just want to talk about players and schedules and stuff, uh, I'll see you on the next one. This is going to be quick, though. I just have a quick thought. I had to send this your way because I think one thing that Walker Jones, the head of the Grove Collective, if you're not familiar, which I think you should be by now, one thing he said today is uh, emblematic, is that the right word, of a mindset at Ole Miss that I think is the correct one. And you've seen other leaders, if you want to call them leaders, of other schools and conferences and college sports in general uh, take different approaches, and they are laughable. And it's just so refreshing, in my opinion, to hear what Walker Jones said paired with everything else going on at Ole Miss. When approaching getting legislation and changing the landscape of college football, getting getting their uh, – getting the grip back on the college sports, at least the old Miss contingent is approaching it the way Walker Jones is approaching it. I'll tell you the quote, and I'll compare it to somebody else in the SEC that said something which is, in my opinion, remarkably stupid. So here's a special edition of the podcast today because Ole Miss is taking on D.C. because that's who we need to save college sports as senators and congresspeople. Ugh, terrifies me. Anyway, again, my name is Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y, and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. If you're listening on the website, we appreciate you checking it out, but pull out your phone. Your favorite podcast app is on your phone, I'm sure. Search Rebel Report, subscribe, leave a rating, and a review. And this podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online. ABSMS.com is the website of you or your business are in the market for office technology and you're located anywhere in the side anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi. Copyright printers, mail machines, cloud storage, data security, tech in the office, anything, technology in the office, and you need it. Advantage Business Systems has you covered. And then tell them I sent you, and you'll get a complimentary assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is. They'll perform that assessment on me. Check them out, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They have uh, 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi. Of course, they have an online banking platform like all banks do, but theirs is different. You just need an internet connection and you can do everything when it comes to managing your money instead of having to have multiple apps like I used to have with my previous bank. They also have local loan servicing and decision-making, so it's somebody that you meet with and talk to -to face-to-face. You don't have to get on the phone. You don't have to get on Zoom. It's somebody that you can look at and talk to -to face-to-face. Priority One Bank, making you their priority. All right, so yeah, I'm sure you've seen the news. Ross Dellinger's been reporting on it pretty heavily that the, the SEC contingent is meeting with everybody important on Capitol Hill because we're depending on the most group of fools in this country to save college football. 
they fail miserably at their jobs that like are governing. And yet we ask them to save something that is not in their purview. I've always thought it was a fool's errand, but we're doing it anyway. And, and maybe the lobbying will work. We shall see. Nick Saban's meeting with people today and Walker Jones is meeting with people today. And everybody from the SEC is up there having meetings and in some cases saying really stupid things. And in other cases, saying things that I really, really like. Here was a, a quote from Walker Jones today uh, of the Grove Collective. He's the head of the Grove Collective. And this is another example among many of why I really like Ole Miss's approach to this. Here, here's his quote. He's talking, by the way, when he says to the governor, he's talking about the new head of the NCAA, Charlie Baker, the new president of the NCAA. He said, with all due respect to the governor, what he said, what's happening with NIL is terrible for athletes. That's why everybody hates the NCAA. Sorry. It's got to be more than just paying the player. Yes, we compensate them, but if we can put tools around them that help them, they're a better contributor to society because of their interaction with our collective. End quote. Uh, I loved that for multiple reasons. Number one, as I'll read to you another quote here in a second, there are people including the now head of the NCAA, that are trying to sell you on the fact that players getting money is bad for the players. Yeah, people are trying to sell you on that. They're trying to tell you that the players getting money is bad for the players. Now, th that is so ridiculously stupid, but they're, they're trying to sell people on that. And that, in my opinion, is the wrong message because I'm somebody... I have a small platform. I don't. I wouldn't call myself influential by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm somebody that understands and agrees that this needs to be reined in. If you hear me talk, whether it be on this podcast or on the radio show or on live streams or just on Twitter, I like that players can get paid. I think that legal adults should be allowed to use their name to make money, and the, the free market should dictate that value. And if it's inflated, if it's gaudy, then so be it. That's the free market. Okay. I don't understand how Taylor Swift is selling out football stadiums three days in a row, but she's doing it. Okay. Who am I to tell her that she shouldn't be allowed to do that, even though it doesn't make any sense to me? Her music's fine. She she's okay. I don't get it, but it doesn't matter. I don't have to get it. I, I don't understand why people spent two thousand dollars on Morgan Wallen tickets. No offense. If you did, he's just not for me. I don't understand it. I would never spend that money. I think that's such a ridiculously inflated price to go see a bro country artist, but that's not for me to decide. People did it and they loved the one of the two nights that he performed in Oxford. I feel the same way about players. It's not up to me to decide whether or not a booster wants to give $7 million to a quarterback that's never taken a snap at Tennessee before. Let them waste their money. That's not up to me. But there does need to be some form of reining in and regulations on that plus transfer portal. When people compare it to professional sports, including Lane Kiffin, when he says this is pro sports now, I think that that's a little short-sighted. As I've told you guys before, that's actually incorrect. College sports is far beyond what professional sports is. Professional sports have salary caps. Not all of them, but we'll use the NFL. The NFL has a salary cap. They have contracts. They have very strictly enforced rules on tampering and things like that. It's very balanced. That's why the New Orleans Saints and the Buffalo Bills can be better franchises than the Los Angeles Rams. 
even though the Rams are in uh, New York's a better example because the Rams have a recent Super Bowl, but the, the New York Jets, the Jets are in a gigantic market, the biggest media market in this country, and they stink because they're poorly run. In college football, Texas A&M's poorly run, but they can still get all the players. I say all the players. They can still get a bunch of players because they have all this money, and that's what determines success. There needs to be some kind of guardrails here. The transfer portal is a good thing, but it's it has no limitations. A player can sign in January and then leave in April? That's so stupid. It doesn't make any sense. So I support the ability to transfer. I support the ability to make money. I also support a reining in of these things. And and when that's not the message, when the message is the players getting paid is bad because there are bad actors out there or whatever, I think it's nonsense. And I love this from Walker Jones. He's exactly right. This idea that you're going to try to sell people on the fact that the players are being victimized by making money is stupid. It's not rooted in reality. And I have loved Ole Miss's approach to NIL and to the transfer portal since its advent. That You've seen other programs with a reluctance to, to go all in on it. And this includes fans as well. I think that the fan base at large is fully adopted this. And again, there are some people that aren't. You might be listening to this and, and you are one of those people that can't stand this and, and you would never donate to the Grove Collective and you are out on it. Maybe you're one of those people. But I interact with college football fan bases daily, um, intimately with Ole Miss and Mississippi State and, and Southern Miss to a degree. And, and I see reactions and stuff from fan bases all over the SEC. There are very few, if any, fan bases in college football that are more all-in on this era than the Ole Miss fan base. And, and that's a great thing. And, and Keith Carter uh, has never spoken negatively about NIL or Transfer Portal, never publicly. The head of your collective is straight up saying, this is why people don't like the NCAA. Because what, what, what they do and what they say makes no sense. This is why nobody has faith in you. Because it's stupid. The, the players getting money is bad for the players. It's a horrible, horrible argument. Lane Kiffin's been the same. He's also said that it wasn't thought out. It was poorly planned, which is accurate. But he's like, the players need to make money. I want them to make money. Good. Please make money. I, like, I love it. That messaging coming from Ole Miss is why an eight-win season is frustrating to you guys. The, the the landscape is changing, and Ole Miss is adapting better than other places are. Look at Florida. Look at look at Florida right now in, in their recruiting efforts, in, in the way they feel about their programs and how the collective has run it. This isn't going well for everybody. It's going well for Ole Miss, and that's important. And I think it's mindset. I think it's mentality. I think it's who you've got running things. Uh, I've, I've been thoroughly impressed with the Grove Collective because they're not just raising money and distributing money. That's not all they're doing. Um, you know, a lot of it, you know, people just call it lip service, but they actually are like engaged with helping the players with more than just, oh, here's your money this this month. Like they actually are helping them, but they're getting creative. They're they're striking deals with airline companies, and and they're getting these kids involved in Madden tournaments, and it, it's. It's very creative. It's they've gotten a lot of praise over the last few weeks in the national NIL sphere with with how creative uh, that they've been. It's impressive. 
and in the messaging and in the mindset in the the culture maybe uh, around this at Ole Miss has been really impressive, and that's why uh, it feels it should feel for the Ole Miss fan good the way that this era has come for you or has been for you so far has been good, um, even though they agree that there needs to be some kind of reining in the the mindset the mentality is is one of a place that is adaptable and is willing to embrace it and a fan base that is willing to donate and give money and embrace it and be engaged and very few people i've seen or talked to have anything other than uh pay them let's go win uh <laughs> in their mindset and i think that is impacting how things have gone at Ole Miss. Compare that and contrast that to this from Arkansas's athletic director. This is Hunter Juracek. This is Arkansas's athletic director. So compare what Walker Jones said to this, the AD at Arkansas. Here's a quote. Young men and women are making decisions not to go to Major League Baseball or the WNBA or the NBA because they can make more money in college. Does that make any sense that you can make more money by staying in college than you can by going and being a professional athlete? That's where we have some issues in college athletics. Now, there I saw some people, and I know some people, Miss fans, that actually agree with what he's saying. But my question is why? Why is that a problem? Wait, you're telling me, Hunter as the athletic director for the University of Arkansas, you know, like an institute of higher learning, that players, athletes, young people, staying in school longer is bad? Help me out here. How on earth is that bad? Yeah, it seems imbalanced, but there's no college basketball player that is making more than NBA players. Now, a guy like Oscar Shibway, for example, after two seasons ago, so not last season, but after two seasons ago, um, could have entered the draft and not been picked high and ended up in the G League, and maybe Kentucky gave him more. But NBA players, like true rostered NBA players, aren't making less than college players. That's that's a ridiculous assertion. Uh, and yeah, LSU's got a girl that's making more than WNBA players. But I, I fail to see how that is the issue here. Like, that's your angle. Um, High-profile athletes with big names and followings and brands staying in college and continuing their education, because that's still a requirement, and... Staying in college sports is somehow bad for college sports. Doesn't make any sense to me at all. And that being the messaging out of Arkansas, I think, is laughable. It's great. It's great. In my opinion, maybe you guys uh, would disagree. Take Sam Hartman, for example. The Wake Forest transferred to Notre Dame to play quarterback. Pre-NIL... Sam Hartman's probably just going to the NFL. He He's played as well as he possibly can in life. I mean, he, he really can't play much better if you look at his numbers at Wake Forest. 
but he's not necessarily an NFL prospect. He's got some limitations physically. I, I don't know if he'll ever be a, an NFL quarterback in that way. He likely will be able to hold a clipboard for a very long time, but he's not going to be a starter. He's Nobody's drafting him in the first round or, hell, the fifth round even. So instead, an objectively great college quarterback has an extra year of eligibility, gets to go to a school like Notre Dame and continue his education, I assume get a master's at this point, maybe even like a second master's or work towards his doctorate, gets to make money, which I know that's such a problem, but he will be making money while staying in school and continuing to play college football. And a guy like Sam Hartman being in college football is great, not good, great for college football. Matthew Morell, using Ole Miss as an example, he explored the NBA waters. He impressed some people. He wouldn't be on an NBA roster next year. But in years past, a guy like him might just go because, you know, my clock's got to start. I got to start making money. I'll I'll go play in the G League. I'll go play in Turkey or something and, you know, start making money. I, I, I got my health, and so I just need to go. You've seen that in the past. Well, he didn't have to now because he gets to stay in school. He gets to develop more as a player. He gets to make money because he's making money, and it's, I, I would imagine, a pretty good amount of money, which good. So he stays in school, continues his education, gets better as a player, and Ole Miss benefits by having a great player on their team again, which more good players is good for the SEC and good for college basketball as a whole. Nobody at Ole Miss talks like that. And you may feel differently, but nobody at Ole Miss talks like that. Why don't they talk like that? Because they've embraced this era. It's working out. Matt Morell and Jamin Brakefield are staying with basketball. That's great for Ole Miss basketball. They've portaled well there. Basketball is going to be really interesting and fun going into this season. There's a lot of questions about this Ole Miss football team, but they're going to be fun and, and talented again, and they've bought into... The NIL front, without a really strong and creative collective, there's a chance Quinshawn Judkins is not suiting up for Ole Miss again this year, considering the number of suitors that he had. But because of who's in charge and how well-funded it is and how creative it is, Quinshawn Judkins is wearing an Ole Miss uniform this year. I'm just saying the way they present themselves publicly is helping them privately. And... I know it's just one quote, but I'm encouraged by what I saw uh, from Walker Jones today in Washington. I'm not saying it does need to be reined in uh, to some degree, but when you're trying to sell me on it's bad for the players, when the players are making money, you lose me. When you're trying to sell me on it's bad for college sports, when athletes stay in college, you lose me. Glad that messaging is coming from somewhere else. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, I appreciate you, and sorry for the long rant, but it's June 8th. Not much else to talk about right now. Uh, So I appreciate you guys, and I'll talk to you again on the next one. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.